Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 4th of December 2019 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Well, it's coming up to the end of 2019, and it's been a pretty exciting year, to say the least. During all the upheavals Hong Kong has gone through, though, people still go on with their lives, fall in love, break up, have kids, and move home. While we're bundling up and walking quickly to keep warm on the streets this week, we'll be listening to a story from Anjali about a warming experience she had. After Anjali, we'll hear a repeat of a story from 2017 by Trisha, which has a very different flavor. Before we get to today's story, though, huge thanks need to go out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. Keep being awesome. And thanks for taking the time to listen to our stories. Thanks go out to our listeners around the world too. This week, shout outs to listeners in Bermondsey in the UK, Osoyos in Canada, and Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. Tonight is the night of our December live show. Our show host, Salmai, has been working extra hard to get the stories lined up and looking good. I would tell you all about how to get tickets, but since they're already sold out, it would just be taunting you. If you want to learn more about how to get your tickets early next month, or how you can go to a free workshop to learn to tell your story better, or even how to get up on stage, go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now with the story from our June show that had the theme, Rewind, here is Anjali. It's 8th of November, the year 2000. I'm busy taking customer service calls at a global offshoring company that I work for in Bangalore. This very nosy colleague of mine, Amir, comes to me and says, Angela, there is a call for you from Singapore and from a guy. Hmm, boyfriend. So Angela is my pseudo-American name for my actual Indian name, Anjali. We share a common phone between 20 employees for our personal calls. And we basically take our uh, customer support calls from our desk. So I walk towards this uh, I walk towards this common phone and I pick up the phone and say customer service my name is Angela how may I assist you? Oh my god I mean Anjali. I had taken about 100 calls that day and I just went with the flow totally forgetting that this is a personal call. But the person at the other end grabs the true potential opportunity in this question and says, I am seeking true love. What? What? For a moment, I think, oh my God, is this a stalker? Is this a crank caller? But I soon realize who he is. So this acquaintance of mine who lives in Mumbai had reached out to me with a matchmaking proposal. This was also before the days of Tinder. <laughs> so he says, there's this high flyer who lives in Singapore, definitely worth a shot. And then he puts a disclaimer, but not your type. 
This same acquaintance apparently had reached out to this high flyer and told him about me. There is this girl, total marriage material, who you should hit on. And then puts a disclaimer saying, but she will reject your offer. By the way, when he said an offer, he meant a marriage proposal. <laughs> so, this phone call is supposed to be a blind date call, something that caught me by surprise. So, he starts the conversation with a very cheesy yet funny note, on a very cheesy or funny note. I am Mr. Witty, looking for my Miss Pretty. <laughs> and then he puts his own disclaimer. If you are looking for your Mr. Tom Cruise, then your search will not end here. <laughs> so both of us chuckle and it was a good icebreaker. We then continue pleasantries uh, which edge on a dual interview trying to gauge if this first date was the last one or are we worth a shot. He then says, hey, we should know each other better. How about I come to Bangalore? Um, he then, this Mr. Witty then pencils in the perfect date for Cupid to strike. 14th February, Valentine's Day, 2001. Whilst I wasn't very sure, um, he didn't give me any reason to say a no. And then, plus I thought, between now and Valentine's Day, I get an opportunity to try another date. So, what's the wrong? What's the harm? So as we wrap up this blind date call, he says, let's stay connected over emails or Skype calls. I say, emails only. He doesn't protest. Wells, the prospects of a video call seemed super exciting. I was actually daunted with the thought of spending hours together in doing makeup to beat that one camera, one <laughs> megapixel camera resolution of Skype calls back in the day. So, emails it was. The nearest internet cafe opens at 9am, so I decide, post my night shift, I will go and check his emails. So, I had a very busy day, I had a very busy night, so to say, and I finish my work and go home, I crash immediately. And I leave my takeout dinner untouched at the dining table. In the morning when I wake up, I see this slice of pizza. I'm starving. I look at it. It looks good. And I eat it. Few minutes into this not-so-good decision, I start throwing up. And so much so that I pass out out of dehydration. So my, so my flatmate, she takes me to the nearest hospital and I'm glued to the hospital bed for the next couple of days. Whilst I'm stuck on this bed, the only thing that gives me kick is that inbox. I am thinking, did he send me any emails? Maybe not. I'm thinking, uh, would he really come to Bangalore? Maybe, maybe not. But damn, why do I even care? Turns out that he sent not just one email, but mails after mails for many days. So two weeks pass by without a response and he cannot contain his restlessness. So he then dials in at my office once again to find out why his blind date had gone missing. He finds out that I was on a medical leave. So he decides to send me a surprise delivery. 
a get well soon sticker i exclaim as my flatmate hands me the sticker with a delivery receipt i am wondering here why would somebody send a sticker with a fedex delivery and that's when the phone rings it's him of course <laughs> and then he says i hope you're feeling better did you get the flowers i sent well uh, no i didn't get any flowers but i was touched touched but not impressed <laughs> i was very cautious and risk averse marriage at that point in time seemed like a huge trade off with my career my dreams but that said there was something very special about this guy and i used to wait for his calls every day after work and i even started liking our conversations but this whole no skype deal thing didn't help much so after many conversations we realized that we still didn't have any idea about how we looked like and we decided we'll keep it that way till our first tete a tete on 14th feb till then let's explore the real us and we agreed um what we did was we continued chatting for hours together and that leaded us to you know go higher and higher on our romance graph time flies it's 13th feb before he takes a red eye from singapore to uh, bangalore there is a big problem that we need to solve how are we going to identify each other <laughs> so i come up with this brilliant idea i tell him i will wear this spotless white indian salwar kameez meet me at the arrival hall <laughs> next morning i wake up i wear this spotless indian white salwar kameez and i decide to grab my morning coffee before i head to the airport what a big mistake with all that sleep deprivation and excitement i drop this huge cup of coffee on my white outfit and the only white outfit oh my god what am i going to do now so i frantically look for the closest outfit in my wardrobe closest to this one and then i wear this and head off to the airport at the airport i realized oh boy i didn't even ask him what is he going to wear and how does he look like so what i start doing is i start scanning every single man who comes out of the airport everyone who did not look like tom cruise <laughs> so when he comes out i know it's him <laughs> he is a very simple you know jeans and t-shirt and sneakers type of a guy and that's something that i could infer even from the previous calls so he comes out with a big cheer and waves at me and then looks at me and says that's the white you were talking about <laughs> at that moment i look at myself and i realize i was wearing a blue salwar kameez with tiny polka dots in white <laughs> we both chuckle so we drop his luggage at my home and after having a quick snack at a nearby restaurant we head off to watch a movie i was super excited to watch this movie oceans 11 <laughs>
as we get into the movie hall and the movie begins to roll in um exhaustion and sleep deprivation kicks in and i start yawning and i fall asleep so this valentine's date of mine he watches this movie all by himself when the movie gets over he wakes me up gently and takes the sleepy date of his to nice restaurant uh to make sure that i don't fall sick again on stale pizza slices at the restaurant he holds my hand and says i don't need more face time to know you to choose you as my miss right however i promise to love you as my miss right for a lifetime and beyond i'm hoping that i can be the first i can be the reason for your smile every day when you wake up in the morning there was no kneeling down there was no glittery rock to be displayed just those words those sincere words i was speechless and at that moment cupid hit a bullseye i dropped all my guards i do i will 16 years forever to go Listeners, we hope that you find a reason for your smile when you wake up in the morning. If you already have and you want to share it with the world, get yourself down to one of our free workshops. You can find all the details at hongkongstories.com. Now, Trisha's life is not always smooth, but it's also not only when she's awake. Here with a story from our January 2018 show with the theme "Abandoned" is Trisha. So dreams. I have the most intense dreams. I can taste. I can hear everything. I can feel these dreams. Like it's like I have a whole nother life in my dreams. A year ago, I had this dream. I was at a conference in my home state of California with my boyfriend. Hundreds of people at this conference. And at the end of the first day, they had an announcement that the best part of the conference was happening. This was the time when everybody got to write down on a paper and pencil the names of everybody that they wanted to hook up with at this conference. <laughs> and for the two days of the rest of the conference they would get to hook up with them <laughs> next part of my dream is i am in a lunch lounge with lunch tables and a handful of women no men and i'm wondering where my boyfriend is um i'm realizing that i've opted out of this like real time hookup conference <laughs> Two days roll by, and my boyfriend and I meet up. We're done with the conference. He says, "You know, how was it?" And I say, "Well, you know, I I was in the opt out. I was in the women's opt out room. I, how was it for you?" And he said, "It was great. <laughs> I hooked up with every no quote. 
I tasted every female flavor of the conference. That girl who helped it, who showed us where we needed to park, wrote her name down, hit it, and quit it. Uh, the lady at the registration table that I was making eye contact with, yep, hit that too. The two girls at the workshop wrote their names down, hit it there. And I wake up. <laughs> And I am pissed. <laughs> I look over at my boyfriend, and he is sleeping like Sleeping Beauty, but he needs to wake up. <laughs> hey, hey, wake up. Wake up, I'm upset. He turns over to me, and he says, What's, what happened? And I'm like, you cheated on me. You, you cheated on me. And he starts to sit up, and he's like, when? <laughs> In my dream life, you cheated on me. And I start to tell him about my dream. We were at a conference, and then they passed out these papers and pens, and you wrote down the name of the person you wanted to hook up with. And he's, he's looking at me, and he's listening. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And, and then I'm in this loser's lounge while you're, and I quote you, tasting every female flavor of the conference. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, but so what do you think of my dream? And while he's sitting there gathering his thoughts, I'm gathering my thoughts too. <laughs> And I'm thinking, you better say, I would have never. I would have never cheated on you. I would have never done that. I would have never tasted female flavors at a conference because you're the only flavor that I ever want to be with. <laughs> like, simple. I would have never. He takes a breath, and he says, I would have never organized hookup at a conference with paper and pencil for that scale. I mean, you need an algorithm for that. Like, what if everybody picks one person or, or, or nobody picks another person? And, and then he starts going to the logistics of it. He's like, well, you know, like, how do you even sequence all those people? Do you put, put, put like a time span during the hookup? Like, how does that work? Clearly, I am still pissed. <laughs> So three weeks ago, I wake up from my dream life, and I'm feeling sad and rejected. And I look over, and there he is, sleeping beauty. I don't even bother to wake him up. He stirs. He, he starts to wake up. He says, good morning. I say, good morning. He says, what's wrong? He hugs me. I say, I had a dream. He stops hugging me. <laughs> Fixes his pillows behind him. Takes a breath of courage and says, do you want to talk about it? 
ladies, what do I say? Yes, I want to talk about it. So I have this dream. We got all dressed up. We're wearing matching outfits. You know, your tie and, and your pocket square match my dress. We get into this club. It's all ladies. It's great. We're having a fun time. Next thing I know, you're on stage with the MC. And the MC is announcing that you are the lucky guy who gets the lap dance of his choosing from any girl in the room. And all we have to do is raise our hands and hoot and holler. So I raise my hand and I hoot and I holler and I raise my other hand and I hoot and I holler. And you don't pick me. And I look at him and he looks at me and he says, interesting. <laughs> interesting. And I don't even know why I even asked this question, but I did. And I said, well, what do you think about my dream? And while he's gathering his thoughts, I'm gathering my thoughts. And I'm like, okay, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say, I would have never worn matching outfits with you. That's cheesy. Or I would have never chosen a lap dance by like a raise of hands. I need an algorithm for that. <laughs> he opens his mouth to speak and he says, I would have totally picked you. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.